Welcome to the She Can Have It All podcast with me, Sammy. I'm a certified RTT therapist and I specialise in shifting women's self-sabotaging patterns that be thoughts or behaviours and into self-love, self-belief and self-worth because those three magical components are what will entirely, completely and permanently change your life. So you've been drawn to this show for a reason. If you're fed up with life not being how you want it to be and you deserve it to be, or even you're just fed up with yourself repeating the same patterns of behaviour over and over, well on this podcast I bring my own life stories and experience, my science-based therapy knowledge and background and transformational insights just for you so that you can finally decide that you can have it all because life gets to be really good. Hello, hello, I am back. Hello to you and I hope you're doing really, really well. I hope you are having a really great start to March. So um, this episode, I really want to talk about postpartum anxiety because it is a really, really common thing. I think the biggest um, umbrella that we hear about the most is postpartum depression but less than that and underneath that really is postpartum anxiety um and it's probably it's something that people have sorry not people parents new parents get and more than likely don't realize until perhaps a lot long later when life is much more settled and um back to normal or you just feel more confident in yourself and more in the swing of things with your newborn especially if you're first time mum or dad um and then you can look back and think wow I really was a whole different kind of person back then my mind was all over the place and I was really anxious about every little detail Sometimes it can be everything, other times it can be just specific that you're anxious about their sleep, anxious about their feeding, anxious about their well-being, anxious about, at the minute, probably COVID and other people going anywhere near your baby, um, anxious about doing the right thing, um, anxious about your child being brought up with enough love, you know, psychologically well, all of these things that can really be a big heavy load um, to deal with as a first time parent and especially in the lockdown because we've got obviously a lot less support around us at the minute but there are a lot of I've um, I'm a part of quite a few mum chats obviously we've got NCT like usual there's the online communities where you can find mums and so there's so much support out there and don't ever feel like um, don't feel embarrassed to say that you are struggling with anything because if you can continue to resist it it will persist so if you try to resist this anxiety you're never going to really resolve it you've actually got to just allow it accept it welcome it and then find what you need that works for you to resolve it because things that work for me or other people might not be specifically right for you so I, um, yes, I'm definitely going to be talking about that. I'm definitely, yes, I am talking about that today. Yes, that's what this podcast is all about. So I will tell you my little bit of a story about me and then I will tell you what I've done so that I could, t- 
I'm not 100% resolved and I'll explain why that is and how the mind works so that it's not, I'm not free of it just yet but I know that I will be. But yeah, so my little Amelia is five months now and she was born last October. So I did everything you could, I'm the most chill person you'll ever meet. I have always been very much like very strong minded, very I will always find the silver lining, everything works out for me. Uh, obviously I use my affirmations, I meditate, I journal, I script, I believe in the law of attraction and manifestation. It's energy just as the world works with um, the laws of gravity, the laws of attraction are exactly the same thing. Um, beneath all of us is just energy, it's particles, it's an attraction, magnets onto magnets. I believe in all of that stuff, I I don't believe it, I live it. So my entire pregnancy was extremely chill. So, so chill that I convinced myself that I was going to create the calmest of babies there ever would be, right? Then our little Amelia was born, love of our life, and by week two, things changed. And I'd never heard of colic before. Colic is a really common thing, okay? But every baby's different and we've got to understand there's different levels and intensities of things here. You've got colic, there's reflux, silent reflux and intolerances and every baby suffers with them at different levels. So most babies probably struggle with colic at the start. Well, Amelia had such intense colic and she has got such a strong voice that from the hours of four or five o'clock, onwards until the early hours of the morning she would just be screaming we didn't know how to get her to sleep couldn't get her settled we would do absolutely anything like one of us would be downstairs in the lounge with her wide awake with the tv on so we stayed awake while she napped um getting her in the pram just so that she would nap sleep overnight sleep through the night sorry or just get so that I could just have a little bit of respite a little bit of sleep so that was to a calm person it doesn't matter how relaxed the person you are however you know your like my mindset is unbelievably strong I've worked on it for years I've had multiple therapy I do hypnosis for myself I have habits in my mind that work like clockwork okay but this was something else it was a brand new experience to be in a mum and then to deal with that intense screaming for hours, it's not just, oh, every baby cries. It wasn't that. And I, I just personally just disagree when people say that because if she just cried, I would have dealt like with it pretty chill because, yes, of course, babies cry. They can't talk yet. But she screamed and it was for hours. And even still now, my mum sometimes, because obviously her children, us, me being one of them, were different and we would just go to sleep. Amelia will cry when she wants to go to sleep, which I know is a common thing. But at the start, it was ve- it was intense. And you could see she had just such awful colic. You could see the pain in her stomach that she had and then the gas that would come out and then she potentially had silent reflux as well. And now we've actually found out she is dairy intolerant. So she's now on a specific formula. So all of those things combined meant that it was not the easiest of transitions into parenthood. And so I naturally, by default within my mind, got this anxiety that would start late afternoon and would have through the evening because I just wanted to 
to do anything to settle her, to, to make her happy, to help her sleep. Because not just for me, but for her too, she needs to sleep to be happy. Babies need a lot of sleep. She would sleep in the day, but as soon as it got to the evening, it was just, it was another story, a whole other story. So I would literally just let her sleep for hours in the day, in the pram, because she needed something from somewhere. Um, and it was a constant in and out of the doctors getting checks because I was just so like, the symptoms for so many things are exactly the same. It's, it's a confusing, it's, it was just a confusing uh, time to figure out what it was and how to help settle her. And um, it really, it really gave me anxiety. Like I was so tense and I still feel it now in the evenings. Now Amelia is not a baby that just, I can literally just lay down and she would just fall asleep anyway. She is not that baby. Some babies are born that way. Not a lot of babies are born that way. Amelia definitely isn't. When she's tired, she will cry. And then I just support her in support her to now get herself to sleep which is great but it's taken a while and obviously we've gone back and forth back and forth we've had the four months progression as I'm calling it lots of different developments going on with her and obviously the intolerance to dairy she also had and I breastfed I I express now mix it with the formula but I breastfed and I wasn't completely dairy intolerant didn't eat a lot but I wasn't sorry, I wasn't completely dairy-free. So she was, for a long time, still getting dairy in her system and she's intolerant to it. So, um, yes, yeah, so I still automatically feel, I can literally feel in my body, when it gets to the evening, I am, I can feel the tension within my shoulders. I can feel myself, obviously I'm a world of a lot better, I won't say every day that I am, but I, I can feel myself like snap Andy over things really easily. Like it's just this constant reminder that for the first two, three, two more months, every evening she just screamed for hours. And so I will do anything now to make sure that that doesn't happen. Now, I think there's probably been, God, since she turned three months old, Obviously, that never happens anymore, but there's been a couple of nights where we probably couldn't settle her for a while, so she was crying for maybe two and a half, three hours, because she was just really overtired by that point. It's probably because I was also shattered, and so when you're when you're really tired and trying to get a baby to sleep, you just fall asleep yourself. But apart from that, obviously, she's not, she doesn't have colic, she's nothing like the newborn days. I know we're never going to go back there again, but my brain is so set on that mini trauma that I felt because it is a trauma something that gives you such it's like how do I explain it such distraught emotional feelings within you that take over your complete mind and body because it took over everything I I lost my entire sanity for a while I forgot how to look after myself I forgot my might how to work for my mindset I I didn't do any of my journaling or reading or putting myself on the right track for quite a good few months because I was in survival automatic default mode and I had really bad anxiety um and I can see how I can see how physically the mind works and how it proves that this neuroplasticity that we work with within hypnosis that and I've had a lot of clients come to me for anxiety but you can see how something happens your brain then 
you repeat, repeat, repeat over and over again, it becomes a habit of yours. And so your brain goes to it on automatic. So it's like, it's your survival response, get that anxiety, the stress and everything like that. Because although it doesn't sound like it's helping you, your brain thinks that it is helping you. It's something that you've repeated over time. It's now familiar to your mind. It's helping you to um, release these emotional feelings that you've got by having this anxiety and this tension within your body, snapping, feeling stressy, um, catastrophizing everything like I did. All of these things become your automatic response to the um, anxiety that you felt that your brain is now going to constantly repeat for you on by default. So if Amelia was born and she had a teeny bit of colic and cried like normal babies just do cry and then she settled after a little while, I wouldn't be in this same position. So I want to say firstly, one of the first things that I did is never ever compare your situation to another person because just because I got anxiety does not mean I am any less able or capable of being an amazing mum and being a mother just as merely needs me to be. It doesn't mean I'm any less capable of looking after her than someone else whose child didn't, who didn't experience really bad colic or any intolerances or reflux. It's a completely different scenario, so you can never compare yourself. And even if your child did, it's different levels of intensity, like I said. And also those children respond differently. Amelia really needed a lot of support through it all. Some babies, it might not affect them as much. So the way that you deal with situations is a personal thing. And it's never, ever, ever put yourself down next to someone else. Obviously, loads of people I know have had babies recently. So I can quite easily compare myself and think, wow, I'm not dealing with motherhood as well as they did. But that's not the case. I dealt with our situation as best I could. And out of it, I did get anxiety at the start. And I'm still now working on getting rid of it completely. There are parts that still come back for me. Um... And I know that I will do that because I know how the mind works. But I, to compare myself to someone whose child never experienced what Amelia experienced is just ridiculous. We're not in the same boat. We're not, we don't have the same baby. And it's going to make you feel like shit. It's going to make you feel guilty. It's going to make you feel worthless, like you're not good enough, like you're not doing a good enough job. You're doing a fucking amazing job. All you need to be is that baby's mother. All you need to do is give that baby the love that they need and everything else, you do what you need to do to survive. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you are any less of a mum or any less of a person or any less able to cope. Because I tell you what, when you have that on your hands, you're in a pandemic and you're a first time mum, that is one hell of a challenge. It was the biggest challenge I've ever experienced in my entire life. I just had constant panic that if I took her out at the start, she would just scream. I would never have gone at the start to any classes because of how Amelia was that then just ignited it, like clicked this fire within me. When my back would go up, the stress responses were ignited. I would just panic, 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 the anxiety of it all to be able to settle her because for a while... We didn't know how, what we did, you're learning on the job, aren't you? So we didn't know exactly what settling methods Amelia wanted. And obviously now she's a five-month-old, she's not a, a newborn with colic. But if you are, if you do have a newborn that is really struggling, you will find, you will find what your baby needs. Do not worry, trust me. Because when we were in that, when we were 
experiencing that day after day after day after day for months, all we thought of was, oh my God, this is never going to end. What on earth can we do? How can we help her? Um, And it caused for a really stressful environment. Like me and Andy have been together coming up to 13 years. This caused probably the most stress that we've ever had in our relationship. Um, And obviously, if Amelia wasn't um, with intolerances or difficulties for herself personally, like the colic with her gas and with the screaming and the inability to cry, uh, sorry, the inability to just go to sleep, she didn't, I've had to teach her how to sleep, she didn't know how to do it. If we didn't have all of that, it would have been an absolute dream, you know, in comparison. So I'm just openly and honestly saying I absolutely got anxiety at the start. I absolutely can can see that it is still on default mode in my mind. But but I am aware of that. I know how my mind works and I know what to do and I'm already taking the action to resolve it. So obviously I can't give myself a full rapid transformational um, session. I will absolutely pay for and have a session off of another therapist for RCT if I feel like I need it. I did it before when I had a miscarriage. I did it when I wanted to get my periods back to get pregnant initially. Um, But now I just feel like I know what I need to do. I know how my mind works. It's all about working with the pathways and changing them, changing your habits, repeating over and over again, changing your emotional responses, the stress response, and how your body and your mind responds to or reacts to situations. Because babies are not robots. It's not linear. You have up, you have down. We're going to have teething. We're going to have, um, you know, as she turns eight months, ten months, a year, all these new things that are going to happen as she developmentally grows. So she's not just going to be chill. No baby is just chilled. I mean, if your baby is and nothing bothers, please tell me, like, what is that magic dust? Um, So that's the first thing that I would say that I did to support myself with the anxiety was I stopped comparing myself to other people. Now, that's not natural. It's not easy because we all do it. In fact, we all do it subconsciously, especially, you know, on social media, on Instagram. By the way, if you're not following me, it is Sammy with double M-I, Alice May Therapy. Follow me over there. The link is in the episode notes. So on Instagram, obviously, my 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 feed is full of mums, new mums, that kind of thing, because that's what my life is now, and that's what I love, and that's what I enjoy, and that's what I'm interested in. So it's easy for me to subconsciously, not purposefully, but go on there and compare myself to other mums and what they're doing, how their baby is, the sleep, the feeding, the progression, all of that stuff, it's really easy to naturally do that. So you really have to put in some work to basically alter your um, alter your feed, alter your social media feed, alter the information that you let in, uh, have those boundaries to support, to protect yourself um, so that you do not go down the rabbit hole of thinking that you are... are you are not good enough as the mum that you are because you are the perfect mother for your child. I thoroughly, thoroughly believe that every baby chooses their mum. These little souls that come into our bodies and grow grow their own little bodies, like they come to you for a reason. And if you had a baby that struggled like my Amelia did, 
Another thing that I constantly tell myself to feel all right with it is she's coming to me for a reason. She knows I'm going to be able to get her through this. She knows I'm going to be able to deal with it and we're going to come out of the other end. Um, and that made me feel much better about myself. Like my baby just needs a lot more love and attention than perhaps another person's baby does. And that is the reason why she's coming to me and I'm the perfect mum for her. Tell yourself that every bloody day because it is so true. You are the perfect mother for your baby. No matter what is happening, you are perfect for her. Now, I used to worry, sorry, her or him, I used to worry that I was going to traumatise her because she was screaming so much. Get that out of your head. You are not going to traumatise your baby. The love that you give your child is a million times worth more than anything else. And they will, I mean, do you remember screaming as a baby? I don't remember screaming as a baby. So do not worry about it. I think that I over worried because obviously the sessions that I've had with lots of clients we go back and they remember things from when they were younger and so that was heightened in my mind and I was thinking oh my gosh I don't want her to remember that I didn't know what to do at the start I didn't know how to help her how to resolve this issue for her to help her stop crying um listen the love you give will outright any any bad day any bad moment any bad night just keep on giving that love, the unconditional love. All you can ever do is what I've told myself. I will not be able to stop Amelia from having pain in her life. I will not be able to stop that. But what I can do is be the number one role model and support for her when she comes to me and she needs it. I will be the mother who is here as she grows up that tells her how much I love her, how amazing she is. But most importantly, I will be the mother that supports her to know that for herself. She doesn't need everyone else to tell her this. She doesn't need her mum and her dad to make her feel good enough because she's going to know that for herself. So this is just, when you look at the bigger picture of things, this is such a small increment of the grand scheme of life. You have got, what, 18 plus years of this baby right with you until they decide to fly the nest and you are just getting yourself through the first stages where everything is new for everyone. If you have got anxiety through that, if you have got depression through that, allow yourself to accept that. It's okay. It's not even just okay. I don't have to tell you that it's okay. It's normal. It's human. What you need to do is just understand that it is only up to you to get yourself out of the other side of that. So just take responsibility for your healing. So um, let me just quickly check my notes so that I can tell you what I was... uh, So I could give you the tips that I have for you. So anxiety is all, like I said at the start, is a lot more common than we think. Um, And so obviously being a hypnotherapist, that is what I have done for myself. I have written my own script and I listen to it every day, multiple times a day. Now being a mum, Amelia is not in her own room yet because for some reason, side note here, I didn't even think about when buying our um, nursery furniture that it needed to be raised the cot that we've got, the side doesn't even come down and it's absolutely huge. It's like for a one-year-old toddler. So it's like the side doesn't come down and the mattress doesn't go up. So basically, Andy, Handy Andy, our hero, is building some, a wedge to get the, the mattress up so I can put her in it. Um, and obviously we are not, by the way, we are also not got advised to move our babies 
out of their room, our room until they're six months. So I'm not telling anyone to do that before six months. Personal choice, you do what you want to do. Your instincts mean more than anything. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously I can't at night just sit with headphones in, which is what all my clients do and what I do with my own session. Have after I've had my own sessions is you listen to the recordings um at night as you go to sleep and in day in the morning when you wake up because your mind is still in that state where it's like daydreamy so what I do instead is I listen to it while I'm walking so when we're on pram walks and I'm on my own because that's a very daydreamy state if you just think of like when you sit and you watch a movie or the tv and all of a sudden you think oh god I've not even paid any attention to that or like you've driven from A to B and don't know how you've got there you're in that daydreamy really lovely theta state in the mind Uh, your mind is at the theta state and so that is what enables your um these new beliefs thoughts feelings the new pathways to be wide into your mind so we're not getting rid of the old we want to replace it with something really good we want to replace it with how you want to feel so I've got um, I like to use visions because I like to have a visualization of myself six months from now. So I've got a clear vision of how we're going to be as a family as, with my business. Um, having a really clear vision is incredible for creating that heightened emotion, which is what in fact creates the um, new neural pathways in your mind. Intent, focus, heightened emotion and repetition. They are the three things that are the most important during hypnotherapy and listening to your recording. It needs to hit you. It needs to mean something personal to you. It can't just be generic. It has to be for you, which is why my recordings are always very, very personal. They are specific to what my clients want and they are one of my most favourite things to do um, for every single session. And people go away and you listen to it for at max a month but every you know I don't know many clients who have then stopped because it's such a wonderful thing to listen to and then if you get an upgraded one from me it's then the next step that you want to move to it's the next vision that you want to have or something else has come up and so we can resolve that as well and it's that repetition and the affirmations where you're telling yourself every day I can cope with this I'm the best mum that uh, my baby could ever have like I can cope with absolutely anything I am calm I am content I am fulfilled the evenings are my favorite you know all of that kind of stuff like if your baby was similar to mine uh, to my Amelia who struggled in the evenings at the start everything basically that you're experiencing now that you don't want to experience we flip it on its head and we write out the script of how you do want to experience it and you just repeat it now this is science hypnosis is really loved by scientists because it is one of the only methods of therapy that really physically changes the way that your brain processes information and if you change the way your brain processes information when you next have an event that is similar to so if i next have an event that was similar to um, Amelia when she was first born and how um, how that made me feel my brain will now respond differently to that now I'm not saying that you won't instantly catastrophize things and feel the anxiety because I do but I now witness it very very quickly and I change it as soon as I can sometimes it's not on the night sometimes it's not till the next day but it really never sits with me nothing ever sits with me anymore um so that's what I do for myself that is what um is the like I said that one 
permanent way to really physically change the responses that you were having, physically change how you think, which physically changes how you feel within your body, which then ultimately changes how you respond, how you act and how your life um, plans out. Because Amelia, in my, for my example, she could have been the way that she was, right? And if I had dealt with it differently, which I don't blame myself for the way that I did because I just did what I needed to do to survive. It was a real shock to the system. But if I'd dealt with it differently and I'd so I'd seen the same situation, perceived it differently, dealt with it differently, my mind would have a different process. I would have different neuroplasticity. I would have different neural pathways of how I responded. I wouldn't have the anxiety potentially, you know? So it's like you look at the same situation, but we are now thinking, we are feeling and we are reacting differently to it. And it takes repetition, it takes time. But these are... What these are the things that I have done for myself, and I can now say, obviously, Amelia is totally different. She's flourishing. She's wonderful. She grows every day. She's absolutely beautiful. Such a happy little soul. Um, but whenever I feel this kind of tension in my body, I know that those newborn days feelings are coming back within me again, and I will do what I need to do. Sometimes that is I need to just be on my own for a bit. Because obviously she goes to bed and then me and Andy are downstairs and we have dinner and sort out the house and stuff before we go to bed. Um, I might need to be on my own. I might need to go for that extra walk so that I can just put my headphones in. I might need to listen to that recording all day long. I might need to do my journaling, do my scripting. I might need to speak to a friend, a family member, speak to Andy. Do the things I need to do to get whatever I'm thinking and feeling out of my mind and then switch up effectively so that I can become the woman that I'm a mother that I want to be and respond in the way that I want to respond because every situation is just a response to how I am reacting right I hope that uh and breathe so that's half an hour I hope that was useful. I, there's only just a couple of things there, but I just wanted to give you a bit of my background so that you know that it's very, very normal to have anxiety at the start with something that is so very different to your life anyway, having a baby, but then a baby on top of that that perhaps wasn't as settled. And within a lockdown, just give yourself some grace there because that is a really, really big deal. And you have got yourself through it and you will get yourself through everything. You'll get yourself through every day. Just remember that when you look back at any of the times in your life that you struggled, you got through that and you are here now. So you will absolutely get yourself through any anxiety or depression that you have got right now. I hand on heart completely believe that everybody and anybody can resolve any mental health issues. How they do that, though, is to have the solutions that work for them. What works for me works for another, may not work for you. And it's something that you probably will have to do for a lifetime. I do not just do my mindset work and leave it. I do it every single day. It is a habit. It's something that I keep on top of because otherwise I will forget and I can lose my train of thought, my marbles, my rational thinking, my positive thinking, shifting my perspective, So I have to keep on top of that. So when you find what works for you, it's something that you will have to keep on top of, but you will be able to live a life where you are happy, content, fulfilled, peaceful, relaxed, relieved, excited, 
feeling full of joy, whatever the feelings are that you want, you get to have that. You just need to find what it is that's going to work for you. So um, I hope this podcast has been helpful for you. Let me know over on the Instagram, Sammy Alice Therapy, um, if you've listened and if this related to you. If I can help in any way, please let me know. And if there's anyone you know who needs to hear this, please share it. Um, It's been quite a lonely time for a lot of mums and especially as a new mum when you doubt yourself so much that you're not dealing with it in the way that you should be, perhaps. See, of course, I said to myself, Sammy, you are a therapist. You should be dealing with this better than that. And I had to stop saying that to myself. I had to just let myself feel the way I felt. And then when the time was right, I could find my methods, which I always go back to. My hypnotherapy, my journaling, my mindset work, my recordings. I know what works for me. I know what physically changes my thought patterns and reactions. But I had to give myself grace and space to get there. So please share, please give me some love over on Instagram and I hope you have a really lovely rest of your week and I'll be back um, on Monday. I'm going to do every other day in the week and then I have the weekends off. So anyway, I really hope to hear from you and lots of love from my end.